Welcome to On Target with your host, Roger from PistolSnipe.com, where we talk firearms and shooting tips to help you tear out the bullseye on a consistent basis. Welcome to On Target. This is Roger from PistolSnipe.com. We are on episode five. Today, we're going to talk about ammo, self-defense ammo, and some ballistics tests that were run by our friends at LuckyGunner.com. Now, if you buy much ammo, you might be familiar with Lucky Gunner. They are uh, really a great company because they do some additional things besides just provide, you know, ammo and other shooting gear at, at reasonable prices. Now, Lucky Gunner is not usually going to be the cheapest place to buy ammo, but you know, when they do something like they've done here with the luckygunner.com slash labs with this ballistic testing, they've really added value and they're making a lot of friends. And I was really impressed by this. They say they've spent a couple of months on it and, and I really believe it. Now, one of the things that uh, you have to understand a little bit about, they, they go into a little bit, not too much, that is ballistic gelatin. And that is something that it's um, kind of, I don't know what it is to, to think about, uh, uh, feel a little funny talking about it, but it's supposed to, to replicate a you know, bullet going through a, a person's body. And that's something that we really don't want to have to think about. It's, it's reality, but we, we, we prefer not to go there. But this is what it's designed to do. And what they have is some uh, clear ballistic gel so that they could actually film the round going into the gel and in the most cases uh, expanding as these are you know, hollow points of some type of expanding ammo or supposed to. And they've got some videos uh, and then they've also got a fantastic chart of all of the ammo they tested. Now, one of the things that they did that most people don't do is they had four layers of different cloth simulating some layers of clothing. Because uh, when you get something like clothing uh, into like a hollow point, it can affect its expansion. And they wanted to, uh, you know, be as accurate as possible. Now, they used uh, short-barreled firearms, uh, something that you would likely have in a concealed carry situation. Got some here from uh, Smith & Wesson, uh, Glock, and, uh, and also Carr. They fire these from, I believe you said, a distance of 10 feet. And then the interactive chart is really where you want to go to. What, uh, what I took a look at, especially was 380. While 380 is often considered to be underpowered, but when it comes to the case of uh, some ladies or maybe even some guys with some concealability issues, uh, 380 is going to be a very popular firearm. Now, if you uh, take a look at the chart, you'll see just a wide variety of performances. And you'll notice that, uh, that some of them in 380 did not go into the uh, 12 to 18 inch penetration of the FBI standard. Uh, some uh, fell pretty short. And just interestingly enough, uh, the muzzle velocity was way high on some of them that fell short, but yet didn't expand. But they did do have kind of a flat fronted bullet uh, after penetration. So that, there's just a lot of things to consider. But you basically wanted to look at the, uh, the penetration depth and then the expansion. And you should hope to get about a 1.5 expansion ratio uh, on a hollow point. And then finally, they have muzzle velocity, which again, as I say, doesn't seem to be a clear linear uh, connection to you know, like penetration, which you might expect. Surprising thing is a lot of these uh, rounds came in at an average bullet diameter of 0.35, which essentially means they didn't expand at all. And only till you get up to the top couple do you find expansion ratios in the, in, the, in the 0.5 to 0.6 range. But I was pretty happy to see that two of them I recently picked out for a, a relative with a, a 380 was the Sig Sauer 90 grain V-Crown, 
which came up just a hair short on the penetration on a couple of the rounds. They, they, they fired five rounds. Three of them were into that range, but the expansion was very consistent and it was an average of 0.51. And one of the things that I noticed in some of the other groupings, you might have four, maybe three that expand real nicely and then one or two that maybe don't expand at all. And that's not something I like to see. The other one that I had chosen is quite a bit more expensive than the Sig Sauer. The Sig Sauer, I think it's kind of a newer round and maybe they're trying to be price competitive, but the V-Crown has been, been very, very reasonably priced for what it is. But the Hornaday, uh, Hornaday 90 grain FTX critical defense performed very similarly, but it's actually quite a bit more expensive to buy. Uh, it is, we've got about, uh, it's got about 50 pounds, uh, or excuse me, about 50 feet per second more muzzle velocity. And the expansion was almost identical, just a hair more than the six hour. And the five shot average depth was 13.2 inches versus 12.8. And it was very consistent on the Hornady. So if I was going to take a 380 round, I'd be very tempted to go with either the, uh, the Hornady 90 grain FTX critical defense or the 90 grain XDP did all right also, except for it did not have much expansion and the expansion was not uh, consistent. So I really do uh, feel pretty happy about my uh, choices prior to even seeing this, these, these tests of the Sig Sauer V-Crown and the Hornady FTX Critical Defense, both in 90 grain. That's in 380. They have also tested the 9mm. They've tested 40 Smith & Wesson and 45 ACP, which believe it or not, my uh, 45 ACP ammo that uh, uh, was bought for me actually did very well as, uh, also. Now, one thing that you might want to notice as you scan through these lists also, is that say like with the federal HST, the plus P added only 22 feet per second of muzzle velocity, uh, did gain a 0.9 uh, on the average shot uh, depth. But uh, interestingly enough, again, uh, four of the rounds, four of the five of the federal were pretty consistent and one went uh, several inches deeper. In, uh, in the one case, there was, a, uh, was one that did not expand, but the, uh, that was in the plus P. So, you know, looking at this from what I've seen, I'm not sure that I would go with the extra money for a plus P. Now, you know, there are a lot of other things to consider here. As they mentioned, there are not uh, not any kind of uh, variables here considered for a felt recoil or for muzzle flash, which is certainly a uh, an issue if you're uh, in a low light situation. You do not want a lot of flash to uh, ruin your, your your night vision. So uh, the, or even I guess to give away your position if you're in a firefight, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. But the, uh, the, the flash can be significant, and I would prefer something that had a, a minimal flash for, uh, for low light conditions. But that's kind of the, the gist of what you'll find here. I really uh, do encourage you to go uh, check it out yourself, luckygunner.com labs. And then it's uh, self-defense ammo ballistic tests with hyphens between the words, but hopefully you can find it with a quick Google search or just going to the uh, luckygunner.com labs. Really, really appreciate these folks doing this for us. And again, I'll, I'll pay a little bit more for my ammo or for any product from a company who's going to do something extra for us to give us the information we need to help make a, uh, an informed decision. So with that, I will wrap it up. I want to thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please head over to our website, pistolsnipe.com, and we will talk next time.